Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast, the latest medical news of the week and what it means to you. We usually don't even cover COVID, and that's a good thing because you've probably gotten too much COVID coverage elsewhere. This is young Dr. Mike Roizen. I'm the host, um, and the news of this week, we have sensational um, stories for you. Do you know 22.1% of U.S. adults with chronic pain are now using opioids? That's our Well Beyond Wellness uh, story of the week, and this is podcast 1059A. The A's, always the latest medical news of the week. The B's, wonderful guests like we have lined up, like our producer has lined up for us for today. Uh, Last week's guest, wonderful story about hepatitis A. You thought the only thing you had to worry about now was COVID? No. By the way, COVID, long COVID, it looks like it's more than 25% of the people have symptoms three or more months after they've had the diagnosis of COVID, and maybe 10% of them lasting six months or longer, even in people with some asymptomatic infections. So maybe that's the reason for the shortage of people um, applying for work, since it looks like about 26 million Americans have long COVID, and at least uh, 2 million are suffering from it for a long term. And that may be 2.6 million, 10% of that. And that may be the uh, part that's retired from the workforce because they can't work full time. Low glycemic index on diet patterns is beneficial in diabetics. That is, people with who avoid sugar and have a simple, avoid simple carbs, added sugars, added syrups, and those things that raise their blood sugar too fast, if they avoid those, their diabetes and their diabetic control gets much better. Along with that, the data from an excellent study on loading, if you will, exercise and cutting calories um, that you can reverse vascular aging, in this case, by as much as 10 years by doing a cardiovascular exercise and cutting about 20 calories, 25 calories a day. We're really remarkable. Just a little calorie restriction and a cardiovascular exercise got your the destensibility, the flexibility of the big vessels in the body of these people who were studied to be about 10 years younger. The next of the stories that I want to talk about is on telehealth. This was a poll of people, 50% who had used telehealth services, um, and 87% of those said they were satisfied with the services they received through telehealth, yet 60% said they wanted a personal appointment with their physician or provider in the future, not a telehealth. 
In fact, 79% said they liked the convenience, but, and they wanted, 72% said they wanted both, um, but they basically said uh, the, the, the basic message was even though these people had used telehealth services, 80% wanted to see their physician in person. Um, I think we miss personal contact. We miss the nuances that you see with personal contact and that the physician can check things and see things. That physicians were trained to be observant. And I guess um, maybe that's missing in telehealth. Um, Changing diets mean more Americans are anemic now. That's right. As we've gone to a vegetarian diet, people aren't getting as much of the, um, if you will, and switching to low carbs and even keto, um, people aren't getting the absorption of iron that are in animal products. Um, and uh, that Animal heme is better absorbed than spinach and kidney beans and nuts and some dried fruit like raisins have. But you can't get it that way. So continue to think about uh, spinach and lentils and kidney beans and nuts and raisins. Um, all good for um, increasing your iron concentration. Um, the next story is... Um, uh, 10 years uh, in a randomized controlled trial of 18,000 people over 10 years. And this was a 10-year randomized controlled trial. Um, people who were at relatively normal um, vitamin D levels to begin with, um, who were 50 years in age and over, were either given uh, 2,000 international units of vitamin D a day or nothing, and, or placebo, actually, and they found out that uh, it didn't decrease the depression rate. Roughly 625 people in both groups developed depression. It was actually uh, 625 in the placebo group, 619, not significantly different. Another study that found no significant difference is people who are undergoing back surgery, whether they have... Um, if you will, a decompression alone or decompression and fixation. The, the latter's a much more extensive experiment, eh, not experiment, surgery, much more extensive surgery, um, but it, they didn't differ in the success rate, the relief of pain, um, or the function rate afterwards. One of the things we've learned is that we're getting a lot of new treatments for early dementia and prevention to see if it can prevent it long term. We don't know yet. And one of the reasons we don't know yet is we don't know how to diagnose early dementia well. Well, it turns out there's a new blood test, amyloid beta at midlife, where they look at amyloid beta 42 which is a normal amyloid beta compared to the ratio with amyloid beta 40, which is a misfolded amyloid beta. And the higher the ratio, the less dementia, the lower the ratio, that is the more amyloid beta 40 compared to amyloid beta 42, 
you have to remember that. It just is. There's a new blood test, and um, you're going to see this more if this is replicated in other studies. And then we're going to try and treat people with early dementia and prevent it from progressing. We've talked about therapeutic plasma exchange. They're now using 40 hertz of signaling to the brain, which increases gamma waves as a way of also trying to prevent development of dementia once you spot it early. How much do you think cancer diagnoses fell in the first six months of uh, starting after February 2020 for six months compared to 2019? Just think, it fell 50%. Now, hopefully, those people are still going to get diagnosed and they won't be in a later stage. But so far, we're seeing a pickup back to normal, not a pickup and catch up. And that means that some people are having delayed diagnoses in their breast, lung, prostate, colorectal, and hematologic cancers and melanoma. And that means they're maybe at a worse state to treat it in. So if you're missing your cancer screenings, don't miss them, go and get them. Two more stories, or three more actually, I want to go through. One is that um, individuals with sleep apnea have about a two-and-a-half-fold increased risk of sudden death. Um, So there is a relationship, a strong relationship, between sleep apnea and sudden death. So if you have sleep apnea, this is people without the CPAP machines on, if you have sleep apnea, Take care to get yourself appropriately treated for that sleep apnea. How do you know if you got sleep apnea? Well, people say you snore a lot, and then all of a sudden you stop. And the stopping, if your chest is still moving, you know, there's some really nice devices. Sleep Score has a free device on your web to be able to tell you whether your chest is moving. And uh, there's there are a couple other um devices out there where you can look at your oxygen saturation through the night if you have one of those little monitors. But they're really, the key is your partner telling you, and you can record your your noise during the night on your phone, are you snoring and does it stop all of a sudden and not associate with breath movement? That's the apnea period. Outcomes with a mobile sleep stroke team improved dramatically. That is time lost, seconds lost is brain lost after a stroke. And so this compared a mobile stroke unit team. That is one that when you call 911 and you signal you have a stroke, you signal you might have a stroke or the person with you signals that, that they send a stroke mobile team that can treat you right there as opposed to getting you to a hospital and then flipping you to a stroke center. Um, Always know you're near a stroke center. That's a key point today. And uh, those, um, as opposed to the uh, drip and and ship model, um, it was about a a 90-day outcome that was um, successful in in 54% of the patients as opposed to 28% in the uh, slower-moving 
uh, take you to the hospital and have them make the diagnosis there. And I want to go over one more therapy, uh, one more story that is the reversal of lupus by reprogramming cells. What is lupus? It's an autoimmune disease where your own um, antibodies attack your own cells. It can occur in your kidney or in your lung or even your heart. Well, this person had severe problems and couldn't get relief from usual therapies, and they aren't usually successful without a lot of side effects. So what this group did is just like they do for cancer, only they reprogrammed her T cells to attack her own B cells. B cells produce antibodies, and so these were producing antibodies that were attacking her own kidney, lung, and heart tissue. And they did so severely, and she was getting no relief from conventional. So they programmed her T cells, they're called T killer cells, to attack her B cells. How did they do that? They took the T cells out of the body, they grew them in culture, then they put a signal in them to attack the, this specific signal, which was on the surface of these B cells. And what happened? <laughs> you guessed it since I'm telling you about the story. She got total relief of her lupus. Total relief. Now, will they start, will she still have as good um, ability to fight infections and everything else? Probably not, but at least she had this, and this was important in getting at least some temporary relief um, from her medical problem. That is our News of the Week 1059A, all the medical news, the latest medical news, and what it means to you. Keys, um, exercise, and cut calories at the same time gets your major blood vessels to have their distensibility restored as if you were 10 years younger. Um, the second thing is make sure you get enough um, spinach to restore a normal iron level if you're on a plant-based diet, and look for new things in the diagnosis of early cognitive dysfunction. It can help you get treatment early if you have the problem, and that early treatment may be key. And now, if you've been skipping your preventive screenings because you've been afraid to go in during this period of COVID, please go in and get your screenings. That's really important. And one last point, know the phone number of your mobile stroke unit so that you can get help in case you need it. This has been Dr. Mike Roizen giving you the latest news of the week on You, the Owner's Manual radio podcast. Caitlin is our engineer um, who did a superb job as always, but I really want to thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, Persona has uh, under new management, and so they are no longer our sponsor. So if you find a new sponsor for our show, we'd love to have a new sponsor. You can just email me at, if you will, drmikerealage at gmail.com, D-R-M-I-K-E, realage at gmail.com, and tell me of the sponsor, or if you want to sponsor it, if you've got a corporation, we'll be happy to have you as a sponsor. Um, 
50,000 of you can't be wrong. Um, so thank you for downloading us. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with a new Medical News of the Week. But always download the B segment. That's these great guests. And last week's guest was no exception. I haven't talked to this week's yet, so I can't tell you. But last week's guest at 1058B, Dr. Gish, talking about hepatitis A. He's actually one of the world's experts at liver transplantation. And he knows an awful lot um, as he was the medical director for the Hepatitis B Foundation and now Hepatitis A. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week.